Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, you're back listening to Saturday Draft Live, it is a big bumper edition episode this week, so sit back, put your feet up on the couch, make yourself a cup of tea, bit of toast, I don't know, whatever you fancy, and just listen to my soothing voice, I'm your host Jack Graham for today, and you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, go listen to us, we'll be on it, so no reason not to listen, because this is the best show on this network, we've got Twitter, Suplex Retweet, we've got a Facebook page, we've got a community page, we've got a YouTube page, we've got our website, we're all over the shop, so check us out anywhere and everywhere you can, subscribe, tell us what you want to hear, tell us what we're doing shite, tell us what we're doing amazing, just let us know. Unfortunately, I've got a bit of bad news. Mm. Scott McLeod, the mainstay of Saturday Draft Live, cannot be with us today, but we'll be back next week, we we'll back fighting good. We miss you, Scott, already, from the bottom of my heart. But we're joined, as usual, by another cohort of Saturday Draft Live, David Hockney. Dave, how are we doing? How you doing, Jack? Yeah, it's, uh, this uh, situation reminds me of that quote from The Lion King, what Timon said. It's, uh, here's the bottom line. For this week only, our trio is down to two. Dave, do you want me to cry this episode? Is that what mm-hmm. you're trying to do here? I don't know. With Scott's absence, I'm feeling a wee bit down now. <laughs> but... Scott's that, such that larger-than-life character, I had to go and get two folk to replace him. First, the man that will be the Rookie of the Year in this season's showdown, because he will be drafted, David Campbell. How are we doing? Well, thank you very much for that plug, Jack. Um, yes, I absolutely will be drafted, and I can't wait for it. And I've decided today to come on and do something I haven't done in a while, and that's actually talk sense. Um, and no talk about my arse when it comes to the draft. I've been on a campaign of personal ambition for too long. It's time to you know, settle down. I've got my pipe. You know, I've got my cup of Earl Grey, uh, and I'm ready to, you know, see what's happening with these numbers. It'll be good. It'll be good. Well, I'm, I'm happy you're here, David. It's just lovely to have you on. And uh, our next guest is that he has been labelled the dark horse of this season. And I'm firmly stating right now that I think this man is going to win this season of the draft. Ryan Gallagher, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Jack. And yes, this man is going to win the draft. He has the strongest team going. We've got some big hitters in my team. They've all come to the fore. Um, and just wanted to say, um, 
about Scott's absence. What is Scott doing? Like, what could Scott possibly be doing? <laughs> like, that man does nothing at the best of times, never mind during a national lockdown. So I'm very curious to see what Scott's up to the day. I think he's maybe just heard that I was coming on the show and basically, aye, terrified. He's terrified. He's terrified. <laughs> he, can't, he, can't, he can't confront his... Uh one of his top three candidates for winning the, mm. the the season so you reckon he's run away I'm, I'm sure he's just he's like in some sort of contract negotiations for some big prize of, of some sort I don't know he's, he's I think there are many pies and I'm sure he's doing very well but believe that but that's by the by we'll leave that to rest and we'll go on top. we usually do our top three of the week and I don't think any of us have any of us in the top three of the week so I'll just come to you uh, randomly right. Dave Mm-hmm. Johnny Organo's in third place, nine mm-hmm. points. Featured quite a few times on NXT again. I think that's the second time he's been in the top three of the week back to back. It's been quite a valuable addition for Strack, we were saying last week. Yeah, that's right. And we said before, Strack changing the captaincy to Johnny Gargano was probably the smartest thing he could have done. And look how it's paid off. You know, Gargano appears multiple times on NXT with the way, and he gets a. Uh, a win over Dexter Loomis, which was, uh, you know, it helps booster his rankings. And he's also been announced to be in the Dusty Cup, uh, teaming with Austin Theory. So I expect to see a lot more of him in the coming weeks. And it wouldn't surprise me if he continues to be in the top three uh, going forward for the remainder of the season. I was a bit of a kind of a sleeper back, Johnny Organo. I think it's, it's one that maybe a few more eyes might be on for for next season, I think because Ugh. obviously the the, the, the the curse seems to be lifted with joining Organo, I think. I, when he's not in my team. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he's also uh, still maintaining fourth place in the top 10 scorers overall this season. And he only just broke into the top 10 uh, just last week, I believe. So it's, uh, it's it definitely, it's Gargano's come out swinging as a big booster for Strack. I can't argue, can't argue that, but I'm sure... Uh, Ryan, one person will be happy in the draft right now that he's finally getting some points. Uh, Quacky will be happy here with Darby Allen with a TNT title defence in AEW Dynamite. He's in nine points as well. Better late than never, isn't it? Well, it's just what um, David Campbell just said there. I had him my team before and he didn't live up to expectations. So now I think Quacky's got a, quite a decent pick there. Um, just going back to the Johnny Gargano one, though, with, with Strack, is, am I right in saying that that was a, a second-last round pick for yeah. Strack? Yes, yeah. it was. Fourth round. That That is bizarre. That's absolutely bizarre when you think back to that, how long it took Johnny Gargano. I'm putting that down to people forgetting about Johnny Gargano because he should have been drafted much higher up. You see this. that, but? You say that, like, Johnny, I've picked him, like, twice before for my team, right? And every time he underperforms, um, and I genuinely, like, I'm not trying to dismiss what anyone's saying here, but I wouldn't be the one to touch him next season because I'm going to be afraid that this has just been a really good run for Gargano. But you look at him in the context of Strax's team, Strax's tag team and top two picks on his team have got between them 33 points. Johnny Gargano has 47 for the season. So that shows you how much, like, if you get to those lower rounds, how lucky you can get and how even lower round picks can, you know, carry your team for you. I think it's pretty, it's pretty tough. Where Gargano, I think, considering, like, it's, it's, it's well known that he hasn't been able to defend a title. And this is, like, the one season he's been able to do it. And that's obviously they're kind of going this direction with him. But 
David is potentially right for next season as well. I think a lot of folk may still have that kind of fear that something shit might happen because it always does. Yeah. For Gargano. I, I feel a bit for Kwaku and Darby Allen because I think this was something that I thought would have been a really good point getter. And it's, it's would would we consider this an underperformance for Kwaku and Darby Allen? Darby Allen's in 28 points and he was drafted in the third round. Hmm. He's the, still the 16th overall pick like uh, in the rankings, you know what I mean? So I think it's one of those ones you need to look at points in context of the season. This is quite a short season. So 28 points isn't that bad, especially considering the round he picked him in. If anything, um, you know, I'd, I'd argue that he's overperformed for the round he got picked in, you know? So I, I actually think for where Kwaku's picked him, it's been quite good. I think Kwaku's problem has been, you know, the rest of his team. Aye, that's that's absolutely fair enough. But I'll, I'll stick with you here, Stephen. Stephen, why did you call you Stephen? Wow, wow. Well, the reason that I've got Stephen's name in my head is because his main man, his first round pick, Keith Lee. Yeah, his first was sixteen points this week. Yeah, um, and it gives Stephen. You know, hope going into the last stretch of the season. I know we'll talk about who we think is going to come out and top, who we think could potentially win the season overall. I think it's extremely close this year, but Stephen played a blinder with Keith Lee. You know, in the absence of Daniel Campbell this year, I, I think I can only assume he had a multi season contract on the go uh, with Keith Lee at one point. Um, but Stephen uh, picking Keith Lee in the first round was a stroke of genius, fifth overall ranked. Um, and we're seeing that push start to develop more and more as we approach the Rumble, which for him should be a really good omen, because even if he doesn't win, I think eliminations are a plenty for Keith Lee this year. Um, and you know, we know what happens with eliminations. He's going to get lots and lots of points built up for that. I think this, 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 this could be a good, a good wee final stretch for Stephen, I think. But we'll, kind of, we'll go on to where we usually go to next. It's, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the kind of league that you're in. The now yeah. David and Purgatory, you're you're currently sitting eighty two points in Grants on a hundred and fourteen watts. You I, you you've said many a times that you only need this like twenty four points between you and uh, Grants or twenty two points. I can't quite mind. I, I mean, at the very least, look, we look at um, this the Rumble, you know, scoring, and I've said this before. Like Grant played a game that was dependent on getting as many points before the Rumble as possible. You know, you look at Grant's team, there's nothing he can do to me on Rumble night, especially with Kofi Kingston being out. His tag team's out of commission. You know, come the, come the Royal Rumble now. You know, um, Kenny Omega starting to dwindle. We won't have many other, you know, title matches uh, before then. Tony Storm, uh, MGF will appear, certainly. But, you know, the rest of these teams, they're not going to make a dent come Rumble night. As with me, right? So I've said from the get-go, I think Bailey's going to win the Rumble. If Bailey appears and wins without getting a single elimination, right, that's 24 points for me. You know, with her as my captain, for every elimination she gets, with her as my captain, I get four more points added onto that. You know, so Dave knows this. Like, look at last season. How many points did Dave Hockney get in Rumble Night? It was an obscene amount. And I'm only referencing these numbers. You know, with you know, I'm talking about Bailey. Like, I could have Carmella in the Rumble picking up one elimination. I could have Braun finally come back, get a couple of eliminations or appearance to the Rumble. Murphy as well. Nia and Shayna if they appear. You know, so all I'm saying is I've known from day one, like, people were talking about, I want to draft for NXT War Games, who will be title challengers come TLC. 
I was always thinking towards the Rumble because I know it's the biggest points getter. It's the biggest points getting pay-per-view in draft history. All right. And I am still confident that if I have even a decent performance come uh, Rumble night and things don't all go according to plan, that I'm still in with a very decent shout of topping Grant. Well, then I'll, I'll, I'll ask I'll ask the other boys this, Ryan. I'll put you on the spot here right now. Who's winning purgatory, uh, David or Grant? I mean, I thought that Campbell's team was a bit of a shit show to begin with when he when he first drafted this season, and then as the weeks went on, I thought there's no chance he's winning that. However, that being said, I'm now sitting listening to him speak. He speaks very well, as we all know, but he speaks very well about his team and he put the facts down in front of me right there. I think David Campbell's going to win purgatory. I think this um, this Bailey factor in the, in the Royal Rumble is going to come come good for him. Dave, Dave Hockney, are you in agreement with uh, Ryan and uh, David Campbell here? Do you think he's going to win purgatory? Well, he certainly puts forward a good argument, to say the least, uh, you know, because we've all our focus has been on, you know, sort of Bailey obviously being a favourite to win the Rumble. But when he's mentioned, you know, the rest of his team could easily just as carry him up, you know, Braun Strowman could return and we know what he's like in Royal Rumbles. He's actually a very dominant performer. Uh, Murphy might, you know, make an appearance here and there. But if we're if we're under the assumption that Bailey is going to win, which at this stage does look likely, he's going to need that little extra support, you know, to maybe push him over the edge ahead of Grant. And with what he's described there, I think it is entirely possible. So if the GOAT can pull this off, you know what? I mean, fair play to him. He's, uh, he's done a, a strong game with uh, the Rumble in mind. Fair play. So you make it sound as if you doubted David Campbell from the very beginning, Dave. <laughs> hey, I, I work in risk, okay? I have to assess uh, any and all possible outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll move on to our, our usual top 10 table from the kind of main league and uh, sitting in last position even though Darby Allen got nine points Quackers sitting sitting lonely down the bottom there 91 and a half points but Johnny Gargano's arguably helped strike get away from that bottom position for a wee bit as a uh, eight, eight, nine and a half point gap there 101 points for him Derek's 103 I myself I'm on 107 in seventh place Ross 112 in sixth place what an absolute fall of grace for that man Stephen Wilson, 124 points. Was something going to say something there about Ross? I was just going to say, at what point do we question whether Ross actually has what it takes to win a draft season? Because he's been he's highly... He's the biggest bottle merchant in draft history. Yeah, highly touted year after year after year. We hear the same Ross McLeod story, and every year ends with Ross not picking up the victory. And I'm saying this is a guy, I've done shit the last couple of years, but at least I've won the fucking thing before, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I can say what I like. Ah, it's it's he's always he always shoots off the, the mark straight away and he always just kinda falls falls down a wee bit. It's a, a bit of a shame. I think it's 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 one to question will Will Ross actually ever win a season? I don't I don't know, but will Gary ever win a season? He's on hundred and twenty nine and a half points in fourth position. Uh, but Ryan, I'll come to you now because you're in third place, hundred and thirty six points. I've I've just came on and started the show and back to you as the person to win this draft overall. Your team, you've got Young Bucks, Roman Reigns, Ikara Shida, Finn Balor, Santos Escobar, and Dakota Kai. Give us, give us your thoughts on how you see this panning out coming to the end of the season. I mean, it's probably the, the contrast to what David Campbell said there about his team um, 
scoring big in the Royal Rumble. I can't see many of mine being in the Royal Rumble. You know, you might get a, a wee Dakota Kai appearance in the women's. Um, you know, Escobar, I don't think he'll be in the men's. Finn Balor, don't think he'll be in it. She obviously won't be there near by the box. And Roman Reigns won't be in it. He's obviously got a title match um, against Kevin Owens. I, I wasn't sure about this. I put this in the chat earlier on about this, this Roman Reigns situation because and I'll, I'll lay it out because this is what kind of gets me a wee bit worried for this um, last year when Covid hit um, around about March time Roman Reigns was pulled from um, the Wrestlemania card because well we assume because of Covid, we assume because he was just in remission from his, his leukaemia um, and he'd be high risk etc and he was pulled and he was out for a good while and Stephen Wilson said in the chat that he thinks it may have been a kind of family thing I don't know, I'm not completely buying it um, I think it is it was to do with him being really vulnerable so where that ties into this is things are getting worse in the world just now, things are starting to look a bit bleaker in terms of Covid there's a lot more on the rise I don't know if Roman Reigns is going to take himself out of the firing line for the next couple of months, which may, you know, we've seen when he got pulled from WrestleMania last year, it was totally random. So it was, you know, it was against storylines, etc. So I can't, I'm a bit worried that that may happen again and he might lose to Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble. Now, I don't think, I don't want that to happen. Clearly, don't want it to happen, um, and I hope he doesn't have to do that. But there's a wee niggling doubt in my mind that that might happen, mm. um, which could scupper me a little bit um, because he, even if he takes a couple of months out and comes back at WrestleMania, um, if things get better, you don't know. But he might write yourself off screen for a while, um, particularly with Drew McIntyre getting COVID as well. You know, working in the same building, etc. And I know they're in different bubbles we're on SmackDown, but. Um, overall, you know, if Drew can catch it, anybody can catch it. So I'm not sure. I've got a bit of a worry when it comes to that, when it comes to winning. If, though, if he doesn't and he does go in and win at the Royal Rumble and I pick up enough points over the next couple of weeks, I can definitely see me taking this because um, I've got some, some big hitters that I don't see losing matches for, for the next couple of weeks. Dave, I'll come to you. In a, in a minute when we're talking about your team but David Campbell obviously Ryan's just gonna he's hit out a bit of a kind of a niggling worry I, I don't really see it it's been a worry I think he'll be it'll be pretty safe what's your thoughts on kind of his team and how he potentially could fare come the end of the season I think Ryan has put himself in a good position drafting this year I think that he drafted perfectly from number two probably the same way that I would have drafted from number two to be honest you look at the Bucks you look at Reigns you look at I think Hikarashida was a great pick to pick up there my only concern with Ryan is the one that he's outlined is that you know can he build up enough points before Rumble night you know to secure him that win is something that I'd be concerned about because I, I think I'll lay my cards on the table I think the two main contenders to win the season right now are Stephen and Gary if Keith Lee has a great performance in the Rumble, you know, and wins. It could be games of bogey, but Gary's got Lashley and MVP who will appear at the Rumble. He's got Bray Wyatt, who's rumoured to be in a match against Orton. He's got Rhea Ripley, who is the other bet to win the Women's Rumble. And then he has McIntyre, you know, with a title defence as well. So there's a lot of ifs, buts and maybes going on. But I do think from Ryan's perspective, he really, really needs a good couple of weeks from Roman Reigns here. And I'm not talking appearances because I don't think appearances alone will cut it. I think he needs Reigns to have like a good ma match on SmackDown, potentially a squash against Adam Pearce or something like that, to try and give him that boost before the Rumble night. 
How sad is it that we're not getting that Roman Reigns Adam Pearce match anymore? Oh, I'm I know. Uh, well, we're getting Roman Reigns cursed Kevin Owens in the last man standing. It's hardly as if, you know, we're getting something that that, that doesn't, you know, whet the appetite, so to speak. But, you know, it would be nice Adam Pearce, a journeyman, you know, a guy who's had a stellar career to come in and get that moment. You know what I mean? Obviously, uh, our man that can't be here today, Scott, he's sitting second place, just a point and a half above you, Ryan, 137 and a half points. But, uh, uh, Dave, a bit of a forgotten entity here, so to speak, mm-hmm. in, in these conversations, and you're, you're 20. 28 points ahead here and 158 points. What's, what's your thoughts on how the conversation has just happened? Oh, see, I think I'm just a bit of a placeholder at this stage because looking at my team, uh, you know, they've been absent this week. You know, two very big scorers from Monday Night Raw made no appearance whatsoever. My captain, Asuka, was MIA. Uh, Cedric and Shelton, MIA. Like, only Lashley and MVP from the Heart Business showed up. Uh, Jey Uso, you know, he got multiple appearances on SmackDown but incurred a loss to the... Uh, newly revived Shinsuke Nakamura but one thing I would like to say is see for future seasons I think anybody that doesn't pick the Dark Order to be a part of their team any members of the Dark Order is missing out massively because yeah. what I've been looking at in the stats so far is that Anna Jay who Ryan you picked her last season I believe and she was actually one of the highest scoring uh, picks uh, of that season this season, she's just broken into the top 10 at number 8 with 35 points. And speaking of two other members of the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver are both sitting on 30 points. They're within one point of breaking the top 10 and tying with Sasha Banks on 31 points, who's Scott's captain. Now, if that doesn't say something about how valuable the Dark Order can be in these drafts, like the, the proof's in the pudding. You know, just look at the, the numbers they're scoring. Yeah, I well, obviously I agree with Dave. I picked John Silver for my team, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, I picked it with view of the numbers, you know, that his numbers last season were extremely impressive. And look, I've made my, my views on Dark known uh, in the chat. I don't think Dark should be counted um, in an ideal world as part of it, but it is part of the draft, so I'm going to play that game. And the Dark Order's value comes in the fact that a lot of their members appear on both Dark and Dynamite on a weekly basis. They seem to be that act that crosses over between the two, and I think it makes them extremely valuable, and I think it's starting to make Dr. Brick Baker extremely valuable as well, because that seems to be a role that she's been taking up. So, with an eye to next season you know if dark is still in play um you know dark order obviously very valuable hi it's, it's a it's, it's a weird one i was, I was in I, I drafted from last position maybe i should have taken more from the dark order but i'm in the kind of the same camp that dark just shouldn't be counted for points in yeah. this but uh, uh dave you 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 said you find yourself a bit of a, a placeholder coming in this season but uh Stephen kind of sent us a message just saying that three of the top four, Dave, Scott and Gary, were joint lowest scorers this week. So is that just kind of making you think that you're the placeholder or do you think it's just a wee kind of niggle in your head? Do, do you really realistically see yourself winning this season? It's. Uh, I think if I do win this season, it's only just going to be by the narrowest of margins because all these other guys, as we've mentioned before, they're in a better position for their one of their teams to win the Royal Rumble matches themselves. Whereas I, you know... I think my best hope of winning the Royal Rumble at this stage is probably Jey Uso. And he's my sort of third, he's my fourth highest scorer in my team with 19 points. He, had, he did declare his entry on this week's SmackDown, but a lot of the attention seems to be more on Shinsuke Nakamura now. Like maybe he, maybe he not, might not win the Rumble, but 
I think he'll get at least a good showing. And Dave, I, I don't, I wouldn't rule out Jay Uso doing quite well in mm. this because it goes with the, it goes with this character, it goes with this reinvigorated character that he's got just now. Um, you know, I don't think he'll win it at all, but I can see him having quite a a ruthless streak when he enters and maybe picking up quite a few eliminations mm. um, as mean, soon as he kind of gets in. You do make a good point there, Ryan, because the way the, the draft scoring works for the Royal Rumble is you don't just get points for winning, but you also get the most po- you get points for the most eliminations and for the Ironman performance. Yeah. Now, la- last year, I got a bit lucky because out of all the drafted superstars, Drew McIntyre won the Rumble, got the most eliminations and was the Ironman. So that's how I ended up accumulating so many. Uh, same with Charlotte Flair. I believe she was the uh, the Iron Woman of that Rumble and she uh, she won it. No, she was. She wasn't even, quite the Iron. Don't woman. even talk to me. She wasn't. <laughs> don't talk to me in that. She wasn't the Iron Woman, but that bitch Bianca Belair was outlasting Alexa Bliss. I was fuming. I was absolutely furious because I was still in my shoot that season. I was like, Alexa's going to do it, and then that bitch throws her over the roof. I couldn't believe it. I was furious. <laughs> oh dear. Start hedging your bets for Leon Ruff getting the most amount of elimination and Paul Heyman being your Iron Man. <laughs> but, for uh, <laughs> Dave Hawkney, it's time to break down David Campbell's favourite league, the, the Listeners League. Mm-hmm. Those bozos. Yeah, and, and you've got to be honest, Jack. A lot of them are actually scoring a lot higher than the goat himself. So, but there's only because one because they get to pick the best at every round, Dave. <laughs> a monkey can do it. Away you go. Well. Try saying that to Ryan Dalgleish. He's sitting at the bottom of the table with 74 points in the socially distanced table. A loss for Sammy Zayn. That, that just shows you how hopeless Ryan Dalgleish is. He can't even pick for the easiest league to pick from. <laughs> exactly. like, that just shows exactly. you how useless this guy is. Get, get him out. Get him, get him in. <laughs> he should be, imagine being relegated for the listeners league. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, uh, well, that's a wee shame. That's a wee shame. Sorry, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan, for what these boys are saying. It's, it's, I, it's, I don't apologise. I don't apologise. You're clearly useless, Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> well, a loss for a loss for Sammy Zayn this week doesn't help his cause, and Alexa Bliss, Kaylee Ray. Uh, only getting appearance points, as do the Street Profits as team captains. So not much in the way of gathering points uh, for this week. Uh, up next, Tom Brock and the Royal Boys with 109 points. Uh, uh, Bianca Belair making an appearance on the new Bailey segment, Ding Dong Hello, uh, which is, uh, I imagine oh. that's going to become a regular thing. But, you oh, know, wonderful. as we talked about, Bianca is a favourite to win the Rumble, so he, he might just pull it off in, in some aspect, you know, get a few points there. And Kevin Owens is now back in the Universal title picture. I, don't, I think that's going to be a more of a hindrance than a help, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, up next, Mark Hume, you done goofed with 113 points. Uh, I've actually just noticed now his t- team captain is uh, AJ Styles. Now, I can't remember. Did he have Drew last time or has he always had AJ Styles? Am I getting mixed up here? You're getting mixed up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Braun Strowman, his third round pick, has scored absolutely FA this season. So it's uh, that was a bit of a, a bonehead pick from, from Mark Hume and that's brought him... Uh, Sorry, Mark Hume. <laughs> uh, up next, Gary Morris with Quizzy Rascals on 124 points. Uh his captain's Drew, unfortunately, who's now had to isolate because of uh, a COVID diagnosis. But we've said this before on last week's show, Rhea Ripley has also been rumoured to be a favourite to win the Royal Rumble. And, you know, that could possibly boost him up a few points, give him at least a strong showing uh, in the final standings. But I don't think it's enough to to help him win the season by this stage. Uh, moving into third place now, Alan Laurie with no team name given, 132 and a half. Uh, Big Al has... Uh, 
Sasha Banks as his team captain. She only made an appearance this week, unfortunately, as did the Street Profits, as did Big E. Uh, Kevin Owens is also on his team now, and uh, he's been shoehorned back to the Universal title match. But again, it, it seems to be a bit of a, a quiet week for Allen, and we're not really sure if that's going to pick up at some point. Uh, as you said before, Ryan, Dakota Kai is probably going to make an appearance in the Women's Royal Rumble, but having a strong showing based on last year, I don't think so. So now we come to our top two, and again, the narrowest of margins separates them, one point each, uh, well, one point between them. Colin Blackburn with Colchie's elite team, uh, with Tony Storm, Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, Dakota Kai, and team captain Drew McIntyre, unfortunately isolated due to COVID. It's uh, Randy Orton uh, had uh, multiple appearances this week, you know, going face-to-face with Triple H, so I think that's helped him out immensely in this stage. But top of the table, 173 points. Robert Shaw and the Jesters, Johnny Gargano, as we said, you know, massively, uh, massive presence on NXT this week, a victory over Dexter Lewis, and that's what's keeping him afloat at the top of the table. So that's the the state of the Listeners League in it, at the minute. But as we could said, you know, the, the Royal Rumble in the, the coming weeks could easily shake things up. So back to you, Jack. So I've got two, two bits of, like, Juicy gossip information about uh, next season, future seasons of the draft. And, and uh, David Campbell, seeing as you're such a fan of the listeners of this show and the league, I'll come to you first here. It's mm. been confirmed that from uh, next season, the winner, well, this season even, the winner of the listeners league is going to participate in the main league with the podcast members. Oh, oh well, when one of them turns out to be a serial killer, um, as I can only imagine the people in the listeners league would be, um, then don't tell me I didn't warn you um, but you know it'll be nice of them to come up get a bit of humble pie and then have to move back to the listeners league the next season after that that'll be that'll be good you know, that'll give me some pleasure Jack so I'm happy about that are you, are you personally going to feed them that humble pie are you, are you going to make it your mission absolutely I'm going to terrorise them every <laughs> single day they're in the league it'll be an absolutely wonderful time it'll, we'll have a party over it it'll be nice yeah. I just find it quite I find it quite bizarre that that, you know, I was never consulted about this decision. Um, I, I have a a strong feeling that our league should be um, decisions should be spoken about between everybody. Everyone should have a say in it. Everybody should have a a kind of decision um, in it. And I never had this decision because I would not be letting this happen. My vote would not be going for this. I'm not having weirdos stepping up to the serial killers, right? serial killers, serial killers, and weirdos, mate. Both yeah. of them. Right? Oh, wow. I don't want I don't want any of them involved. So see if they are going to be in, that's fine. I'm going to make a big stand next season and I have got big decisions that I need to make ahead of next the next season of this draft. Interesting, very interesting. Dave, obviously you 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 break down the listeners' league every week here on SDL. You're gonna be happy to see one of these folk coming up with the main the main league next season. I mean they, they certainly know how to make it work because they're like the Robert and uh, Colin have actually been scoring higher than any of us this season. Obviously, you know they get their the listeners' league section. Obviously, you have to choose from each round uh, as and when we've drafted it. But you know it goes to show you know they've uh, they've been thinking ahead and they can easily score. But I wonder how they'll be when we put them on the spot and have to pick you know in the usual draft process that we always do. I think that will separate you know who's who's been reading this draft well. And who could possibly, you know, take uh, an ESSR draft win from regular members of the podcast? But they will, oh, because sorry. they're all losers. 
I, I just had an allergic to action to what Dave said there. Oh, uh, <laughs> they, they won't win because, as we've said, they can pick. I, I could win. I could have 173 points at Robert Shaw if I got to pick all the good people from the draft. But I didn't. <laughs> I had to start picking nobodies in my last round of the draft. Right? I had to pick total nobodies. So, no, I'm not having it. I'm not happy. And not it's, happy di- it's different, Dave, thinking. Not only do they get the grace of picking in every round, and I'm not putting them off. They can come up and lose. That's absolutely fine. But see that pressure when you have to make a decision in the moment on draft night? That's a completely different beast. That is a completely different beast to doing it just in the comfort of your bed you know, wanking yourself off to sleep, you know, like it's, it's a completely different thing and I can't wait to see them crumble under the pressure. To be fair, mate, that's what you've done in this season of the draft anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mate, I just need to beat Grant. If I get away with Grant with the way I drafted, it'll be an absolute fucking miracle. I will never let it go. It'll just be proof that whenever I draft Bailey, good things happen. <laughs> <laughs> but they are... Our next piece of news, also we were talking about uh, would the, the, the winner of the Western League crumble under the pressure of drafting uh, in the main league next season, but also this has been discussed in the chat and there's an overall positive consensus that the theme for the Rumble to Mania season is a bit different. Obviously we all draft solo here, it's a big 10-person table. Next season we're going to be drafted into tag teams. And it's going to be teams of two coming up against each other in the main draft league. And on the fallout show of this season, so after the Royal Rumble, myself, Dave and Scott will be spinning the wheel when tag teams will be drawn randomly from that situation. So I swear to God, see if I get drafted by Robert Shaw or Colin Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> So this, this, will be, oh, this will be quite a, quite an interesting one. I think this adds a bit of a fun dynamic to it. Uh, Dave, what's what's your thoughts on this that we're going to be put to tag teams next season? Oh, I just say, where's Teddy Long when you need him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, I'm excited because you know we like to to innovate. We like to try new stuff here as part of the ESSR draft, and this will be our first tag team season with uh, hope with uh, some listener part listener particip- participation as well. Okay, God's sake, how do we get the word out? Easy uh, for you to <laughs> Uh, I'd be interested to see, you know, because we could get some very weird combinations uh, of players. You know, you could have some some folks that have actually performed very well uh, with some folk who maybe perform not so well. You could have two previous winners tag team with each other. I mean, it's the possibilities are are pretty mental, and I think uh, you know putting their teams together will be just as interesting because you know, say, are we going to have a Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty situation? Or are we going to have a, an Enzo and Cass situation? Or even, could we even have like a, an Uso's situation where they're so in sync with each other, they're practically twin brothers. So uh, if, if I had to put you on the spot, here, obviously the teams are going to be determined randomly, but out, out of everyone that's going to be drafting, who who's, who's your dream draft tag team partner here? Hmm. Uh... I would like to, I, you know what, I, I'm going to say Gary, because the last couple of seasons, he's actually been performing very, very well. He's capitalized on a, a kind of an unorthodox pick when he picked the heart business as his tag team last season. And he's had a very solid performance over the last uh, last couple of seasons. And he's been within an arm's reach of winning a season before. I think, you know, with a, with a little bit of his help, uh, we could possibly win a season together as a tag team. 
I can actually hear someone's heart breaking right now. You're saying you're wanting Gary Curtin as your tag team partner. Mm-hmm. David Campbell, what's your thoughts on Dave? Obviously, also, I think it's well documented there. Your 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 bromance with uh, Gary Curtin. What's what's your thoughts on Dave wanting him as a tag partner? I mean, let's not put a label in my very special relationship with the best-looking man in podcasting, Gary Kernan, but I will, I will say this, I, I'd happily team with Gary, not only because he has a beautiful, beautiful voice, but purely because of the reasons Dave said there, Gary's on the cusp of winning you know, a draft, and I think maybe the thing that does hold him back and to be critical maybe of Gary sometimes is not taking those risks. I don't think, I think the heart business was certainly a risk, but sometimes, you know, when he singles picks, maybe aiming a bit too safe has cost him. Who knows, because we could be looking at it in two weeks and he wins the season. Uh, I think apart from Gary, um, who would I like to team up with apart from Gary? I wouldn't mind, actually, now that I think about it, teaming up with uh, Stephen Wilson because I think Stephen always performs consistently and he knows how to draft well wherever he is drafted in the order. You know what I mean? And he also knows how to ditch other people at points as well. Cause... Hey, well, exactly. <laughs> you best believe I'll be the guy in Stephen's <laughs> ear telling him, well, you know what, we just give a couple of extra points this week. You know what? Just add a couple of points on. You know, so I have an access to that power. I would quite enjoy that as well, to be fair. Stephen is a two-time winner of the draft too, so, I mean, historical results say he's statistically the best option. Yeah, I would like to team up. I would ideally like to team up with a former champion or someone who's proven themselves. Um, But if not, then I think people who haven't proven themselves in the draft yet, not naming any names, but primarily the listeners league people need to realize they're going to come in and listen to me because there's a reason that i won the draft in the first place hosted this show for about half a year i know what i'm talking about so they just need to accept that if they're going to be teaming with me obviously ryan you just pretty much came out and said you don't want to be teamed with the the one of the listeners league which i'm i'm sure they probably aren't that bored about having a team with you but if you had to pick with anyone you want to be with the tag team next season who are you who are you thinking Jack, my boy, it does not matter who I get drafted with next season. I'm looking at, is this season seven we're on just now? Yes. Of this draft? Yeah. I'm looking at season five. I finished dead last. I'm looking at season six. I finished in sixth position. And then this season, I'm currently sitting at third. One of the favourites to win the thing. It doesn't matter who I get. I'm on the rise every single year. So <laughs> the only people above me just now, is um, David and Scott? Do you know what? Give me Scott McLeod, right? I'll take me and Scott McLeod will wipe the floor with absolutely everybody. Me and my partner and my good decisions, Scott and his ability to draft extremely well. Go for it. Give me Scott McLeod next season. Quite frankly, harder than none of you said last season's winner myself. No, I was. That's, 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 that's by the by. That's by. No, no, no. Don't, don't come at me now. Don't, easily TV. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just sit here and uh, keep quiet then. Dave, you care too much about balance for me to team with. Honestly, if you mention balance in our, our pre-draft meetings, I honestly think I just quit the draft. Like, I can't do this. Well, I mean, I have won a past season before, and I'm sitting at uh, the top of the table this season too. So yeah. you can't deny, you know, I'm actually I know what I'm talking about when you I'm very, doing my when I'm doing my Dave, Dave, mate, I would have picked you as my opponent, right? Or my, my partner, sorry, in this if it wasn't for the fact that you downplayed yourself at the start of this very podcast, it, it, it put a bit of doubt into you, which put a bit of doubt into me. Scott McLeod wouldn't have had that doubt about himself. I think you'd be more confident than you this season, and, and I'll take you. If you're more confident going into the next season, I'll take you no bother, son. Oofed. Call somebody a prick, Dave. Come on, do it. Uh, uh, Goat, you suck at drafts, and Ryan, you're a prick.
I take it back and all. I can't wait for you to lose this body in the season. <laughs> the first ever person to win it. Jesus. Have you done these last few seasons? Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, we say Ross has had a fall from grace. I, I, I kettle. At least I've been here and been entertaining. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, one of the two is all right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note it's time to end the show Dave as always thank you for coming on and, and being the co-host here for SDL it's always appreciated yeah and obviously obviously appreciate you hosting as well Jack oh you're, you're too kind you're too, too kind and to our guests David Campbell Ryan Gallagher thank you very much for coming on and, and filling the, the space that is Scott McClure's very big heart Oh, it's a pleasure. Always a pleasure to come back to Saturday Draft Live, pop in every so often. Very, very good show, close to my heart. You are very welcome to have me. Um, you know, it's quite <laughs> a, big get, a big get for you to have on the show, because I'm very busy these days, so it's quite good <laughs> to get me on the show. So, um, no, loved it. Right, well, thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week, and we'll be talking more about the draft and everything else will be going on. So see you later on. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.